Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Each week when you join me, Podcast One, you're going to chase down our goals, overcome adversity, and set you up for a better tomorrow. Come on this journey with me. And welcome back to Creating Confidence. I'm so glad you're here with me. I appreciate you so much. I have a major announcement this week. I'm so excited to share that I finally landed my first TEDx talk. And it's such a big deal. It's one of those things that as a speaker, as an entrepreneur, it's one of those boxes I really wanted to check. You know, we all have these different goals in our mind, you know, big picture things that we're going after. The TEDx talk to me was one of those things that I, it was out there. I wanted it and I really worked hard to get it. So let me tell you what I did that worked and didn't work so that hopefully you can um, glean some insights from it. But for this has been a goal of mine probably for a year and a half, I would say. Ever since I wrote my book, I really I knew that getting a TEDx stage could really help spread my message. And I just attacked it the same way that I attack everything, which is sheer volume, right? Just sending out as many pitches as possible. This was not the right approach. And the way that I did it was I set a Google alert, which whenever I'm going after something, I I always, if I have a target in mind, I put a Google alert on it so that I can find out what's going on. I can find out about opportunities. And so I set the Google alert and I just kept sending the same pitch to probably a hundred different TEDx locations. And what I talked about in my pitch was me. I talked about how I'm a great speaker. I talked about all the stages I've taken. Me, 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 me. Yeah, not um, the right approach. So unfortunately, I wasted a lot of time sending out all of these pitches all over the country and getting turned down every single time. I didn't know why I was getting turned down and I didn't really get any insight into it <laughs> until until I actually asked someone who knew what they were doing. So when my book first came out, I was contacted on LinkedIn by this woman. Her name's Cindy and she's amazing and she had read my book and really liked it. She wanted to come see me speak and, and she came to Miami to one of my speaking engagements. She stayed after with me, was so kind, so supportive of me and just an amazing woman. And my experience in business has not been positive around some women. They've been really catty and negative to me. So meeting this woman and hearing how much she wanted to help me and support me in my new initiative as an entrepreneur and a speaker was amazing. So she had experience in the TEDx world. And I told her, I shared with her that I really wanted to get a TED Talk. And she said, well, Heather, it's not going to be hard for you. You, You've got a great message. You've got great ideas. You'll definitely get it done. However, I didn't really ask for her guidance at that time. And that was where I, I had a misstep. So along this way, I've sent out all these pitches. I wasn't getting anywhere. And I thought to myself one day, hey, I should reach back out to that woman, Cindy. So I sent her a note either on LinkedIn or on email, I don't remember right now. And she responded to me and basically said, oh, you've been getting no's on your your TEDx pitches? I'm really surprised, Heather. I thought you would have landed one by now because I hadn't seen her in, in maybe almost a year. So she said, 
send me what you're sending out so I can take a look at it. And I did. And and she called me right away and said, hey, this is not how you get a TEDx talk. It's all about you and talking about you as a speaker. That's not what TEDx is about. So she sent me to a website and she said, watch these videos. And there's actually two TEDx talks or TED Talks about how to get a TED Talk. And so it was the information, as always, was readily available. I just hadn't figured it out or found that those videos. And the videos really showed you, you know, what the TED is about. It's about the idea worth spreading. And that was something she really made me crystal clear about. It's not about me. It's not about the speaker, quote unquote. No one cared about what stages I had spoken on. It was about aligning my big idea that was worth spreading, which that's the whole TED concept, with what the local theme was in these different locations. So when I was just blindly sending out these pitches, they didn't align with the themes, the local themes. I wasn't taking the, what was important to them into consideration. And then I was just talking about me as a speaker. So it was a complete, it, it didn't fit at all. The pitch was wrong. So I realigned my pitch. I made it all about the idea. And at TEDx Boca Raton, which is happening October 26th, and I can't, I'm so excited to, um, to get on that stage and, and share my idea. The concept was all about rethinking relationships. That was their theme. So I had to come up with my big idea that's worth spreading and then align it with rethinking relationships. So when I took my time and effort and initiative around what was important to them and their stage and their concepts, then I was able to land my TEDx talk. So uh, in a big roundabout way, I was reminded that it's not about me. It's about what's important to the people that are involved in whatever initiative company or, or goal it is that you have that you're targeting. It isn't about me. It's about them. And the more that we approach things that way, the more opportunity we'll have to achieve our goals and and reach our targets when we make it about them. So I was reminded of that great lesson. And actually, it's sort of ironic. Um, I had an opportunity a week ago uh, for a big brand had reached out to me and they wanted to do, or they were, I guess, interviewing me to see if I was a good fit to represent their brand and do uh, a video shoot for a substantial amount of money. And I did not prepare for the call because I just basically thought, you know, I'm going to show up as me and I've got tons of experience doing this. I've represented and partnered with plenty of brands. It'll be very easy. And that was yet again an epic fail. I went into the call. I, I left one meeting. I was in New York and I just was, you know, on the run and I just joined this call. There was their whole team was on the call and basically they asked me what I wanted to create for video content. So I jumped right into how I can help people. I knew it was a female audience and I just made the assumption it was working women. I don't know why I would make an assumption like this, but I did. And I jumped into this whole pitch about all the different videos I would create and how they would be about getting ahead at work and leveraging social media to land business and how to get a raise and how to get a promotion and how to reinvent yourself and all these things that are important to me that I thought were a value that I have a lot of expertise in and that I could teach other women how to do. 
and come to find out about 20 minutes into the call, one of the representatives from the brand said, Heather, I I guess we should take this a step backwards for a moment. You're not familiar with our audience. And I said, excuse me, I'm confused. What do you mean? And they said, oh, these are women who do not work. These are stay-at-home moms. And so here I was. I had been on this whole pitch and creating this whole concept that was for the wrong audience. So yet again, not doing my homework, not making it about them is always an epic fail. And just taking a step back from whatever it is that you're going after in your life, whatever you're targeting or trying to do, make it about the other person. Do your research and homework on them. And when we take the time to really dig in and do that, that's when we can create that right fit. That's when we can bring value. And I've learned my lesson, although you would, you would have thought I learned my lesson on this years ago, but I guess I forgot it. Uh, and I have a, an important meeting with um, a professional um, sporting team this week, and I reached out to one of my friends who is in the NFL, and I ran the opportunity by him. I asked for his insight. I asked for him to help give me some direction and strategic advice. And he did. And it was super helpful. And taking extra time, making extra calls, investing in opportunities before they're right in front of you will always set you up for success or at least set you up for a much better meeting. And I feel like I'm set up a lot better this week than I was last week. So continuing to learn and grow as we go. And I'm so excited um, this for this interview that I'm sharing with you next, which is really, uh, Caitlin is so different than me. She's so much younger than me. She went a totally different route. She didn't necessarily go the business route like I went. She went the bachelor route, which... When I was younger, I remember saying to my old boss, I want to go on The Bachelor. I was 30 years old. And he said, no way, Heather. You can't take a couple months off of work. We can't afford not to have you here. And me accepting that and saying, okay, you're right. I've got to run this company and do this and blah, 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 basically put others ahead of me meant I continued in corporate America grind while my next guest jumped on that show and took off. Her social media blew up. She has this massive community. And in turn, she was able to leverage that into a brilliantly successful business. So success does not just look one way. Success can happen a tremendous amount of different ways. It's just about stepping into that place and stepping into that power that we all have within us and figuring out what that is. So Caitlin went a very different route than I did. However, she's extremely successful and shares a lot of insights in regards to how she became successful and what she's learned along this really crazy and surreal journey. So I'm so excited for you to hear that. But before I do, I want to give you one of my big momming moments that I've been having. I have not always been the best cook. I'm I'm constantly on the move. I travel a lot. And when I get home, I will be lazy and, you know, get takeout or grab some, you know, chicken nuggets out of the freezer and just heat them up in the oven for my son. And it's not something I'm proud of. I've just found that I need to sometimes cut corners so that I have time to do different things. Well, Green Chef has the most amazing solution for me, and I definitely think it will work for you. It's a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit 
every kind of lifestyle. And it really fits mine. It's unbelievable. It lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients. Easy is the important word here. I mean, the recipes are so simplistic and laid out that I'm able to do it. And my son actually likes the food. And I I had this amazing mango chicken salad uh, that I just thought was fantastic and different. And sometimes I get in a rut with foods. I'll just order the same salad every single night, and it really gets repetitive and boring. And I just felt that not only was I doing something special in making my son dinner, but I was also doing something great for me too. And it's so healthy. It's just, it's such a great solution for anyone that's on the run looking for a healthy solution and looking for something convenient and easy. The recipes include pre-made measured sauces, dressings, spices. So you get more flavor in less time. Things that I would have never even known how to make. And I know you're going to feel the same way the variety it's high quality clean ingredients and you can feel really great about what you're eating and how it got to you and feel like a really good parent that you're actually cooking for your child and it's easy okay so obviously I'm a little bit excited about it but the meal plans include paleo plant-powered vegan and vegetarian pescatarian, keto, gluten-free, and omnivore. Whoever you are, you've got a choice and a solution in there. So of course, I'm going to give you a deal because I always want to help you out. Uh, You definitely need to check out Green Chef. It's my vanity URL is the backslash confidence 75. So for a total of $75 off, that's $25 off each of your first three boxes. Go to greenchef.us slash confidence 75. So again, a total of $75 off. It's $25 off each of your first three boxes. Go to greenchef.us slash confidence75. That's your deal. I'm saving you money and you're going to thank me. Can't wait to hear what you think. Hang tight. Be right back. Welcome back. I'm so excited for you to meet my next guest. I'm such a fan of hers. She's a Canadian-born personality. You know her from The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. She's now the founder of Do Edit and her amazing new wine line, Spade and Sparrows. And yes, I had some. It's fabulous. (laughs) She's also the podcast host, Off the Vine, with Caitlin Bristow. Caitlin, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am too. I love being guests on podcasts. You do? (laughs) Yeah. Did you see me? I just like sat, got my legs crossed. I leaned back. I'm just more comfortable. I love being on the other end. So that's interesting to me. Your show is huge. It's one of our top shows at Podcast One. Um, So, you know, obviously you hold a lot of weight in the podcasting business and you've got a ton of downloads. With that being said, I would think you actually felt more confident and comfortable when you're in the host chair. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I love both. I don't know which one I love more, but I really enjoy being being a guest. I, I don't know why. It's I just feel like I, I like maybe I like talking. <laughs> like and on my podcast, I feel sometimes like I want my guest to speak. And so I want to ask all these questions and I never want them to feel uncomfortable. I want them to have the best time. I feel like I just feel more pressure where if it's me, I'm like, oh, I'll just say whatever I want. <laughs> so I think that says a lot about you as a person. And I'll tell you why. I for the first time I had a guest come on my show. I'm interested to know if anyone's done this to you. And I said, so, hey, you know, what do you want to promote or what do you want to make sure I ask about or what's mm-hmm. important t- today? And the woman said, I can tell you what you will not be asking me about. Oh. And she gave me a list of things that I could not ask her. 
Oh, so I've never does, had that. She does not like being a guest. Apparently, she would rather be a host oh, in control. I'm like, ask me anything. So that's what's really cool. I, that highlights the importance of vulnerability for you. And I think Very that's important. why, I mean, that's one of the reasons, wouldn't you agree, why you're so successful? I would say that now, yes. Um, I didn't realize that that was such a part of my success or how I've gotten to where I am until I acknowledged it. But going on the show, everybody was – I actually wasn't vulnerable on The Bachelor. I was like, I'm going to be the tough girl. I hate when these girls cry so easily. They're not going to crack me. I was this tough – you know, I was well, – how old was I? I think I, I think I turned 29 on the show. And I was just – I went in with the wrong – attitude but I but I was still myself so I was like I'm quirky I'm fun I'm like I am a tough girl and that's what I'm going to show they're not going to break me well two weeks later I'm sobbing over like (laughs) he picked her like it broke me and I learned a lot about myself in that time we didn't have phones we didn't have internet we didn't have tv we can't even have your phone when you're on that show oh no you can that would keep you grounded because you could reach out to family and ask for advice yeah no you are isolated and you can't have any almost sounds mean it is (laughs) i mean it's it's manipulative and um you know they really want you to focus on this one relationship and the one person and no distractions and I used that as an opportunity to focus on myself. And in that time where I they broke me, as I, I would say they didn't break me. They just, you know, they helped me in a way because I took it as an opportunity to sit in, in a chair with a producer and make it like a therapy session and dive into why I am this way. And I, and I just turned it around once once I did be that girl that was crying and and I kind of just surrendered to it. And then going into The Bachelorette, I was like, I'm going to be so vulnerable because that's the only way I'm going to find a person that this works with. And seeing the success from that, I was like, well, that's how I'm going to build a brand. I'm just going to be super authentic and vulnerable because I see the success that that brings. And then the more time that went on, the more vulnerable I get and the more honest and open and just self-aware I got. I just that's how I've gotten to where I am. That's amazing because there are so few people right now, especially on social media, yeah. that are being authentic and vulnerable. So after you, you know, were broke down or you know mm-hmm. really were hurt on the first show, what? Why would someone, after feeling like that, say, oh, "Raise my hand"? Okay, I'll go be the bachelorette now. <laughs> That's a great question. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think I just saw that it could work because. On The Bachelor, once I started opening myself up and and showing my feelings and talking through everything is when I started to really like the guy and I kind of just allowed myself to feel all those feelings and I was like, wait, this can work. And it didn't work for me in this relationship, but I probably could find somebody in the same setting and I've – like I said, on my podcast, I've just always been a bit of a risk taker. So going on The Bachelorette, I was like, yeah, this would be how I find somebody. Like, that's just so classic, Caitlin, to just go do something crazy and, and find somebody that way. But for those who hadn't watched your season of Bachelorette, will you share with us what actually did happen? So I, like, the through the whole season? So I went on, and they actually made it two bachelorettes. So I had to compete against another woman to be the bachelorette on the first episode, which this was— This is so ridiculous. I just have to make that comment. It's oh, I was— unbelievable. I was so upset about it because I just thought, how dare they do that for ratings? That is sick. And I, I, I actually said no at first because I just didn't like how they were positioning it. And 
eventually it's I women just, against women right and but I mean that's if you think about that show like it's always women against women it's men against men so I just took it as okay I'm I'm gonna go into it and think if these guys choose her as the bachelorette I wouldn't want to be in relationships with them anyways they probably aren't right. for me because we're two very different people so I just looked at it like that I thought if, if something great comes out of it then I would have no regrets and like who knows what doors it'll open and I just took that risk. So um, it ended up being me that the guys chose, which I mean, I don't like that, but then the roles were reversed and I was choosing. So I mean, I guess it's just a really weird gray area of what's weird and not weird in that world. Um, so when I started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling my group coaching on the regular, and it is just so easy, all because I use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort. Thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star. I didn't know what I was going to do when I got fired. Launching my own business seemed so intimidating. I didn't know how to set up a website and I really didn't need to. Shopify does it all for you and they make it so easy. It was that breakthrough moment for me that I realized I can do this. I can go to work for myself. Thanks to Shopify. What I love about Shopify is you don't need to have all this technology information ready to, you don't need to know how to plan and run things. You just need to go to the platform, turn it on and know what you're selling. And Shopify is going to help you figure out the rest. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries, including your girl right here. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash monahan all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Monaghan now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Monaghan. No matter what stage you're at, they're going to make it easy. When starting out a new business, it's a complete pain to get through the LLC part. Taylor Brands makes it 90% easier. It's easy and affordable to get your LLC with Taylor Brands. Taylor Brands offers all the legal requirements for LLCs, such as registered agent, annual compliance, EIN, operating agreement, business license and permits, and much more. Taylor Brands walks you through each step of building a successful business and has everything you need all in one place. Bookkeeping, invoicing, business licenses and permits, business documents, bank accounts, 
and so much more. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using this link, taylorbrands.com slash confidence. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash confidence. So get started today with Taylor Brands. Went through the, the show and... I think I went into it very naive because the producers had treated me so well on The Bachelor that I truly believed that they were friends and family and wanted the best for me. And I didn't understand the world of ratings and TV and and what they could be actually doing just to get, you know, good ratings, people to tune in. And so I really trusted the producers and I didn't have my family or friends to talk to. And I started to become super lonely and um, by the end of – I, I had a lot of fun with it too. But by the end of it, I was just so mentally drained and so exhausted that I would find myself saying in interviews, like, what do you want me to say? Because you're obviously not letting me out of this chair. You'd ask the producer yeah. and they're filming for the show and you're saying, yeah. tell me what you want me to say. Yeah, because at this point, like, you guys are going to take what you want anyways. So, like, what do you want from me? And I was just so gassed from everything. I just was done. and and. I ended up so I I had three guys left the whole fantasy suites and I got I it was a very controversial season because I slept with one of the guys before the fantasy suite and that was just a whole like the bachelor world hasn't seen that and a rating skyrocket yeah exactly and it was just so interesting because I'm like I mean there's fantasy suites there's you go into a room overnight with three different men that's not weird to bachelor world you know <laughs> that's like well yeah that's what happens on the show but you did it before that you know like that was just so mind blowing to everybody that it really blew up and I I ended up getting a lot of slack for that and and a lot of hate online and I just would cry in my bed every night I lost so much hair from stress I just was like devastated that people could genuinely hate me for just being who I was and what I would do in a relationship. And I mean, I got told I should burn in a dumpster and I don't know what kind of language I can use on your show, but you can bleep it out. But like, okay, (laughs) um, like shut my whore legs and how I'm disgusting and nobody would ever want their daughter to look up to me and all these awful things just kept pouring in. And I I think Hannah is going through that right now as um, the bachelorette because she did like a naked bungee jumping date. And people just really rip into you. And and once, you know, it's hard enough to hear that from one person, but you're hearing it from like hundreds of thousands. Oh, my gosh. And it was just really, really hard. And 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 then and I ended up picking somebody who, you know, because I had taken all the relationships as far as I could to really figure out who I liked, you still don't know the person you're getting engaged to at the end. So I went with who I felt the most confident with in my feelings. And we got engaged. And then, you know, we had a three and a half year relationship out of it. But that that was something that the show was never the show was always a topic in our relationship. And it was always just too hard for the, for Sean to, to move past. And, and I was always made to feel a lot of shame around that. And so, I, again, I did a lot of self-work and going to a therapist to, to not have that false guilt and that false shame about what I did because I couldn't take it back. I wouldn't take it back. And I was I was just so confident in my decision by the end from, you know, with my relationships with the other people. I was like, no, I know I want to be with this one person. 
And so it uh, it just I mean, I think it's hard for anyone to come out of that show and have a successful relationship. And that's why it doesn't have the greatest success rate, because I mean, I can understand why. And and some people get through it and some people don't. But that's led me into where I am today. And I'm in a happier relationship for it. And and everything, you know, it, the the slut shaming or whatever you want to call it actually gave me a platform to have a voice for women and it gave me the opportunity to say like hey I'm I love this feeling of empowering women and I had so many women hate me yes but I had so many women come forward and say thank you for being so real on this show thank you for doing what all of us women would do and like good for you for not trying to be someone you're not because that's not what we want to see on TV anymore everyone on the bachelorette you know they've and I'm not saying they're not, that's not who they are, but a lot of them are the cookie-cutter girl next door, all-American right. sweetheart, and that's great. But that's not me, and I wasn't going to pretend to be that. And that's not 98% of the population either. Exactly. So, yeah. That's kind of comical. Yeah. So when you had these haters, and that's an overwhelming number of haters, yeah. how – I think you did respond sometimes to people, correct? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am uh, not shying away from a clapback. I, I, because – Part of me, I can I can see the ones who create accounts just to hate me behind a closed, like, you know. You're kidding. They create an account to hate oh, you? Oh, still to this day. I have not made it, my friend. I don't have <laughs> that yet. Well, something for you to aspire to. That's a good uh, good way to look at it because, yeah, I will have um, I will have women where I'll look and they have zero, you know, photos, zero followers, following zero. <laughs> but they've clearly created this account to come after me so that they aren't caught in who they are. But those ones I try not to respond to because I'm like, you don't matter. You're clearly doing this for attention. It's the it's the women that have in their bio Christian, mother of three, <laughs> you know, that the lover of Jesus who come <laughs> after me. I'm like, OK, you're someone I'm going to clap back to because take a look in the mirror. Who hurt you and why are you projecting your insecurities out on me? And I will either... Sometimes I'll I'll try and spread love back to them and be like, I really like your hair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. You're so angry. Like, or there will be ones where I'm like, it's just too easy sometimes, you know, but I do. I like standing up for myself and I think it's important and I think it's important to use your voice to, to tell somebody that what you've said has hurt me or like, why are you doing this? Because sometimes that can stop that person from doing it the next time. You're right. And so there are times where I have to bite my tongue or not respond to the haters because sometimes they don't deserve that attention. But there are times where I want to stand up for myself. I found that occasionally I've I've said something back on a feed and then they they come back again and come back again. So I stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. But one time when I launched my book, I had someone create a ghost account on Goodreads, which is a a, a book platform. And same thing, you know, no followers, no yeah. pictures, no anything, just Barbara, yeah. and rated my book a one. And I decided Barbara. to – Barbara. <laughs> I took a picture, a screenshot of that. I put it on LinkedIn, and I wrote a note to Barbara. Oh, good. I said, Barbara, I don't know where you are, but I do know this. You didn't read my book. Yeah. Because if you had, you would have included your picture. You would have included why you didn't like it because you right. would feel totally confident yeah. in your opinions and owning who you are and not worried what I or anyone else thought. Yeah. So, Barbara, please read the book. And if you'd like it, DM me. I'll send it to you. I know. And totally. So I, but what was so cool about that, because I was so – like you, I just felt – I was pissed. Mm-hmm. And so many people responded, Heather, going to Goodreads now to review your book a five-star. I got this ton there of five-star ratings that there came in go. that I wasn't even asking for because people were so pissed that someone was creating that ghost account. Yeah. No, that's – there's – you know, sometimes the, when somebody has hate to spread, there's an army of love that's going to come after them. 
And sometimes that scares me too, though, because I don't want people to now go and bully that person, you know, and sometimes that, that, that happens and it just, you know, it goes in a spiral. And so I, it's hard because like you said, I like, I like saying something like that and standing your ground and believing in what you're doing and then having people be like, yeah, we're going to stand behind you. But there's been times where I've called somebody out and then that person gets bullied so badly from, you know, the attention that I brought to them. And then who really wins there? Yeah, so it's no, a, it's no a hard, it is hard. Yeah, it's hard to, to navigate that one. Well, hopefully in the future, people throw less comments, negative comments out there. We'll, we'll hope that happens yes. eventually. Fingers crossed. So for you, you did both The Bachelor, then The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. You're, then you're in a relationship. How did How did you navigate becoming a brand, an entrepreneur, gaining millions of followers and transitioning that into revenue and business for you? How did that all happen? Well, first of all, I had some really great people on my side. So my girlfriend, Penny, I kind of look at her as a mentor because she um, she's the VP for Scooter Braun and she just gets the business and she has always believed in me and I was friends with her. I, I met her when I was just turned 19 and she's always just kind of had my back and believed in me and believed that I was going to do these big things and and she's just always helped me along the way. And when I came off the show, I get this email like, hey, we'll pay you $5,000 to say you drink this flat tummy tea. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, 5 k for being on Instagram? Like, I would be stupid to turn that down. Actually, no, it was a waist trainer. It was a waist trainer. And so I put it on and I took the photo and people were pissed. And they were like, why would you promote that? And I saw my followers drop. And Penny called me and she said, get that off your Instagram. I don't care how much they paid you. You are not going to be this person on social media. And I just needed that reality check because I didn't know any better. And I was like, wow, okay. So I deleted it. And she goes, if you prove yourself to your followers and you only show them things that you truly believe in and things that they're going to get and go, I'm I'm so grateful that Caitlin shared this on Instagram. And you use your platform to like do stuff with charity and you find things you're passionate about and you're just real and you are Caitlin. That's going to be um, success longevity wise for your career and building bigger brands and getting bigger brands to come want to work with you. And that was the best advice I've ever gotten because I just was like, okay, I deleted the post, didn't take the money. And then I didn't take a lot of money. And That's all hard. these things kept coming in and I kept saying no. And I turned down so much money but because. But you weren't independently wealthy. No. No, so it was I hard. Just, I came out of working at a restaurant and teaching spin classes to going on a show where I made it really far to turning around and going on another show. And on The Bachelor, you don't make money. As The Bachelorette, you do. But, you know, then how long does that last? And and so I, I really had to take a look at what I wanted to be and how I, you know, who am I? I'm... I've got a big personality. I like to drink wine. I like to do nice things for other people. I like to make people laugh. And I do like your occasional like beauty products or like the certain things. And, and I had to really stay true to myself and build that trust with my following and my audience so that they could see I wasn't just trying to sell them on anything so that now down the road I can, you know, put out a really good wine or scrunchies that they're going to be like, well, we trust her. And we trust what she's making. And it, she didn't just come off that show and go and jump into another TV show or just start selling crap to us. She built um, built our trust. And it's been four years now. And now she's, you know, it's it was something that I really wanted. I really wanted to involve my followers in everything I did. I wanted to ask them what they love. And I wanted to make sure that they were happy with me, too. 
and and all from you know not not looking for the outside acceptance having it come from within myself first wow that's that's such the right way to build a brand so congrats that Thank you had this you. direction and, and, and did that and it was i mean i'm so so lucky to have the team that i have because they aren't just agents and PR teams trying to like make a dollar off me. It was girlfriends that I built this team with who want to believe in that longevity of of Caitlin too. Was it scary to launch those brands because you hadn't launched something like that before? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always the fear of people not wanting to buy it or, you know, and everyone's going to have something to say it's too expensive or the shipping's too much or whatever. But then there's so many people that are so excited and it was it was nerve wracking because I was like, I hope people are as excited as I am <laughs> because I have always been passionate about wine since I was 18 years old. I really loved learning about wine. I worked in a restaurant where I had to train servers and be knowledgeable about all the wine on the menu. And I worked with sommeliers and I I just loved doing it. So I wanted people to appreciate that. Yeah, I'm not a connoisseur and I'm not a sommelier, but I'm going to I'm going to give you good wine that you're going to enjoy and we're going to have fun with this together. But and then it was I've gotten just amazing response and, and people have been really excited for me and I think they see that I do work hard and and that I won't just you know try and make a make a quick buck off off my followers I just won't do it so there's a sense of pride that comes with being able to talk confidently intelligently about a certain subject right that's why I love the great courses plus this streaming service we have gives us the freedom to learn about virtually anything any topic and not just about the basics but truly master it from the best learning unique perspectives from the top engaging experts there's unlimited access to thousands of lectures on topics like how to win a debate money management the mysteries of human behavior and so much more with the Great Courses Plus app, we have the flexibility to watch or listen just about anywhere you are. I recommend checking out the art of public speaking because I value public speaking so much. It really, public speaking isn't just about taking a major stage or taking the TEDx stage like I am. It's about being able to raise your hand in a meeting and feel confident that you can share your voice. Public speaking is critical in every business, in every situation, whether you're working on an event for your children or you're at work, you want to be able to have that confidence to know how to be a great speaker. And the great courses, they they Great Courses Plus lays it out for you. They're teaching you how to do it. And this isn't the only class. There's so many more. It's an awesome feeling of pride that comes with knowledge. It's power and confidence. So sign up for the Great Courses Plus and figure out and learn whatever it is that you want. I've got a fantastic offer for you, a full free month of unlimited access. But to start your free month, you got to sign up today using my special URL. Sign up now at thegreatcoursesplus.com slash confidence. That's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash confidence and get on your speaking career or whatever career it is you want now. With all of these commitments that you have now and all these things that you have going on, how do you prioritize what's important each day or big picture? I think the more I do, the more I focus on just little things that make me happy. Like I see that what I've done and what I've built has come from being true to myself and doing things that I love and and finding my small team around me that loves me and you know they I trust them. And so the more time that goes on, the more I'm like if I prioritize my relationships, I always have. 
I see that if if that person's on the same page as me, I'm in a better place to work hard. And I'm in like if if you're happy and you're surrounding yourself with with the things you should prioritize in life, you actually become a better friend, a better partner, a better businesswoman if you're prioritizing the right things. It's so true. And you have transitioned from that last relationship mm-hmm. to now a new relationship. And how has that impacted things? Yeah, that's it's the craziest thing to look back on because. I was so in love and I wanted it to work so badly and I fought so hard and it was just like an uphill battle. Like I just felt like I couldn't win and I just felt – I didn't realize how insecure I was until I got out of it. And I think I was really secure with myself and I believed in myself and I loved doing everything that I was doing and I felt – I felt successful in things that I did, but I didn't feel successful in the relationship. And that brought me down because that was a priority to me. And I wasn't focusing on the other things I should have been focusing on because I was just so invested in why he wasn't loving me back the way I loved him. And so coming out of that was really hard, but I knew it was the right thing. And so I just kept pushing forward and pushing forward and 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 doing what I love to do, that all those things led me to this next relationship, which I did not think was going to come that quickly. But by doing what I was doing and going through those hard times, it led me to to this next relationship. And then I saw the um, – he doesn't like being called a cheerleader. He, <laughs> he's like, you keep calling me a cheerleader. He goes, I'm just like – so proud of you and I just want to help and I just He's your number one he, advocate. He really is. And just that I was like, wow, okay, I knew I believed in myself, but having someone on your team that believes in you too makes a world of a difference. And I started seeing the brands even grow bigger and be more successful and people saw my happiness through Instagram, which you know, everyone looks happy on Instagram, but people genuinely saw the difference in me. And so it's been so different to and and now being removed from that last relationship and being able to look at it from the outside. And I, I just see how toxic it was and how I'm like, oh, I'm so happy that I saw that I was I had the strength to get out of it because I had so many good things going for for myself. I was, you know, if people looked from the outside, it looked great. But I think now where I'm at, it's just like, Okay, this it's supposed to be easier than that. And it's you're supposed to feel so safe with somebody. And that's just I don't know. It's crazy how much that's just like bled into other things that I'm doing. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. The people that you surround yourself with, especially those key relationships, mm-hmm. if they're not lifting you up and supporting mm-hmm. you, you're going to be held back in some way that you just don't. Yeah, I see. didn't even realize how held back I was until I wasn't, you know. Weren't you afraid, though, with the level of celebrity that you had, your breakup was so public. Mm-hmm. There, You had a joint statement. Oh, I gosh. mean, all this yeah. awfulness. Mm-hmm. When you got out of that, weren't you thinking, oh, my gosh, the last thing I want to do right now is put myself out there again yeah. and try this again? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was terrified. I I was totally fine with being on my own forever. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I imagine. Yeah. I'm like, I'm cool with it. I love where I'm at with just me. Right. So I don't need I don't need no man. You know, I did that whole thing. Uh, But, yeah, because it it was just scary. And and I did not love the joint statement. But I you know, that's just apparently what you do in this world. And we were hanging on to that joint statement for so long that, you know, we were in a bad place for a while. But we both just kept not wanting to put it out there to the point where I was like, oh, my God, just get it out there. Get it off. It was just weighing so heavy on me. 
but there's always something. He was like, well, I've got this thing at the gym the next day, so that'll affect my sales. Well, I've got this. And I'm like, okay, we can't do that anymore. So I think, um, which also made it look like I moved on faster than I did because we hung on to that statement for so long. Um, But yeah, it was, it, it was scary until I just was like, I don't care what people think. I met this guy. I didn't realize the connection we had until people from the outside started pointing it out. And because oh, I were just, friends. well, because I wasn't in a place to even think about another guy. And so all these people were saying, Did you hear your connection with Jason on your podcast? And I was like, What? And I, I was just rooting for him to be the bachelor. I wanted him to be the bachelor so badly that I didn't even look at it like that. And then we just didn't stop talking from there. And it was just so easy. And then I was like, Wait, wait, I have feelings. It was, and then I just wasn't scared anymore because it just felt like it just felt right. That's so amazing that yeah. you listened to yourself and were you were willing to put yourself out there again. That's I, a big I've risk. put a lot of uh, work into uh, listening to myself, even when it comes to um, drinking water, drinking more water, even when it comes to fueling my body with the right food and just listening to your body, whether it's for career relationships, eating, anything. Like it's just crazy how much you can just sit back and listen to your body. So paying attention to how you feel yeah. is really important to you now. Yeah. And it's serving you well. Yes. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm telling you, I've had a therapist and my, um, I had a health and wellness coach and a life coach and I just, I really committed to working on myself. <laughs> what were the biggest takeaways you learned from them? Um, the like biggest takeaways was I think that I was, a lot of things I was telling myself were lies um, a lot of things are really simple to just stop by saying out loud, stop <laughs> and switching your mindset and doing that whole, almost like fake it till you make it like convince yourself of how great you are. And then you start believing it. And I'm like, wait, I am great. And having little messages on your mirror and doing the homework and, and even writing out how you feel and what you're putting into your body and what makes you feel good. Just there's so many takeaways. I'm like, I could talk about takeaways for an hour oh probably. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> but it's so good for people to hear. Oftentimes, people will put a celebrity on a pedestal, and they'll say, that person doesn't have the problems that I have. I know. And I've done it. I've done that. I've looked at people on Instagram and celebrities I follow being like, God, their life's so good. Now I don't do that. Because you know it's not. Right. Because I'm able to, yeah, take a step back and be like, well, it's good on Instagram because – what we do but everybody <laughs> there's not one person out there in the whole world that doesn't have struggles everyone is struggling yeah, right everyone with sub- even with the people who have it all together like i to me right now in my life i'm like i'm 34 i've got a great guy in my life i just rescued my dream dog i've got my business is going they're going well i've got everything going but i still suffer with severe anxiety and sometimes i wake up and i'm like why do i feel so depressed today and I still have those real moments where I just absolutely want to break down or I struggle or I look in the mirror and think I'm ugly or I do like I'm because I'm still a human being who goes through struggles. I don't even know where my anxiety comes from half the time. Like sometimes I just have to sit down and I meditate a lot, but I'll do research being like, OK, what has happened? Like what is really like going on inside? Why am I feeling so much anxiety right now? That's so good. That's the most important thing you can do. Yeah. And it's crazy because it could be something that I wasn't even really – I didn't even realize it was bothering me that much until I really dive into into like my days and what has happened and write things down. And then I'm like, oh, that's what's bothering me. Did you share that right away with your new boyfriend? 
cbdistillery.com is giving you an exclusive offer and it's huge right now. You can get up to 30% off everything. If you've struggled with sleep, stress, or pain after physical activity, cbdistillery.com has a targeted plant-powered solution just for you. I love hearing how many of you have seen improvement in your daily life, thanks to CBD. So if better sleep, more calm, and relief from discomfort after physical activity sounds good to you, you should explore CBD. Don't miss this massive sale and get up to 30% off your order. Visit cbdistillery.com. Dot com and enter VIP. That's cbdistillery.com and enter VIP at cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. He, I mean, I'm very open about a lot of things, especially if I'm at this point in my life and, and going to to take the relationship seriously and I mean he moved in and I just was like I'm putting everything out there on the table and and he is he's so amazing because he is a very happy-go-lucky guy he's never struggled with anxiety or you know he's he's just always been like he's a really hard worker but he's very in tune with his emotions and he's learned a lot and he's just a really really like stable good good guy and of course he has his own struggles and and um all that but he he had a like we had a couple of tough conversations about he's like, why would you feel anxious about this or like what? Because he doesn't understand it. And I said, look, you can't ask me because I would love to know sometimes, too. But you just have to understand it, accept it and accept it. And sometimes I have out of body experiences where I feel like I'm like in my childlike self because of anxiety. And and that's just something that I struggle with and I work on it and and. It's just something that's part of me. Did you ever go on medication? Oh, yeah. I'm on some right now. And and I'm, it, it's helped a lot. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy because sometimes it doesn't work for people and sometimes people don't believe it. And sometimes people are like, well, why can't you just meditate or go take a yoga class? And <laughs> it just I'm always like, well, you got to do what works for you. So Absolutely. I've tried that. And I was really actually struggling with anxiety. I had a full-blown panic attack on a plane once. It was Awful. Awful. Oh, my gosh. I felt so stuck. I was, like, grabbing my throat. I tried to get off the plane. They wouldn't Holy let me. Cow. It was awful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was really bad. And um, and that's a big part of it. You know, the Golden Retriever, I got – he's an emotional support animal for me now and because I had to go to the doctor and, and work through that and get the papers for him. And I don't want to abuse the system. Like, I truly believe he has helped my anxiety. And um, so I, I talked to my doctor and I tried going on Zoloft and I was like, you know, if I just can can let go of some little things that it's, it's really affecting my health, like I don't I lose sleep over it. And blah, blah. and so he we talked through it. And so I tried going on Zoloft and it backfired horribly. And I was having dark thoughts in the middle of the night and I was sick to my stomach. I would start sweating out of nowhere. My anxiety was through the roof. And he was like, you got to stop immediately. And then that scared me from trying anything else. I was like, okay, that like, you know what? Medication isn't for me. Um, There's a lot of shame around medication too with, with being on something. And I was just like, maybe it's better off. I just don't. And he was like, I really encourage you to try something else if anxiety is really something you struggle with. So I tried Celexa. And I'm telling you, it has done wonders for me. And it's I'm still me. I still have my emotions. I still have my feelings. I still – it's just helped 
with that little bit of anxiety that had crippled me at times and and it's it's done wonders for me. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that with people because I have oh, yeah. so many friends that have tried medication and mm-hmm. it's changed their life. Yeah. And it's so important for people to know, do you, mm-hmm. whatever works mm-hmm. for you, just make it work. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I'm, I like talking about it because I think it's so important to not have shame around that. And Absolutely. I'm obviously an advocate for any mental health. And, and I just think it's important for people to know that do what do what's going to be, you know, do what's going to be good for your soul and for your life and for you to be happy. And if that means you're on medication, like if you have a cold, you take Advil. Like if you, you know, if you have cancer, you're going to do chemo. If you have a mental illness or anxiety, take medication. It's do, no different. Yeah. It's just there should be no shame around it. Well, you're going to bust it up. All right. I yeah. have to ask every guest that I have this question. Okay. When did you struggle the most with your confidence in your life? Um... I think it was when, actually, I know it was when um, I was in a relationship where he was a hockey player and it was his life. And I was following him around everywhere to be where he needed to be for hockey. And I completely lost myself and I felt zero self-worth. And I was living in a bunch of different places, but I ended up in Germany and I had no friends I couldn't even hear people's conversations at the grocery store. I couldn't even read labels at the grocery store. I didn't know what things were. He was on the road a lot. Um, I had no – I could not just go out and make some girlfriends because I couldn't speak the language. Uh, I couldn't get a job in Germany. Um, We were only out there for a certain amount of time, so I couldn't even commit to, like, doing some volunteer work because they needed a commitment from you. And we had to go back to Vancouver in the summers. And it was – I was financially and emotionally just relying on this one person. And he was in a place where I think he was disappointed with his hockey career. So he was in the NHL, but, you know, he got injured and he went through everything where he had to, you know, go play in Germany, where it was really actually like great for him. But I think he struggled with that. So we were both just feeling a little lost. And I just had zero confidence because I was in a relationship where I felt like I brought nothing to the table and I didn't know who I was. And the more I stayed in this foreign place, the more lost I became. And he had his own thing that to go to every single day. And I just I was like, what am I doing with my life? And it was just his world and I was living in it. And I think we were both, you know, young 20s, too, where he didn't. He didn't know to build me up and to help me and to he was just kind of like, like, what do you want me to do? This is my life. What did you do? Um, well, we broke up. It's... And you moved back home? <laughs> yeah. And that started you down a different path? Yeah. So I, and I did not want to leave him because I was like, what am, at that point I was 26. And you know, when you're 26 and you break up and you think you just, you'll never find yeah. another person. And I, and I wasn't in a place where I was like, oh, I'm going to do things for myself. I was like, how am I going to live? He paid for this and he supported me. And I don't want to start over at restaurants and I don't want to go backwards to to go forwards. I don't want to go back. And but that's what I did. And and I started finding confidence in in the restaurant business because I was really good at what I did. And they wanted me to be a manager and they wanted me to help open other restaurants in can across Canada. And I started getting confidence through just building myself back up. 
That's amazing. And you've clearly built yourself back up. I'm so proud of you. And Thank I hate you. that I have to leave because I have I to know. go catch this flight. It's a nightmare. Oh, you do? Oh. I do. Okay. Yeah, so, Caitlin, like, where yeah. can my people find you? Okay. So, well, there's so many places. I need to. Re- <laughs> I really need to just reel it in here because there's my scrunchie line, which is at do edit, D-E-W-E-D-I-T. And that's like been really fun because it's a business and it's a product, but it's women that come together and they talk about their love of scrunchies and they have, they're funny and they make new friends. Um, there's my Off the Vine podcast at Off the Vine podcast on Instagram. Um, my wine, which is at Spade and Sparrows. Um, and then just me at Caitlin Bristow. And your dog. At Ramen the Golden Noodle. <laughs> That's the most important one. Come on. We can't forget about him. Yeah, no, don't ever. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I appreciate it immensely. I appreciate what you're doing and the conversations you're having. So good luck on your podcast. Oh, thank you. Good luck to you. Thank you. And we'll be right back. I'm so happy you got to meet my girl, Caitlin. I'll tell you, I am constantly reminded to be open-minded because Many moons ago, I might have been making fun of someone, you know, for being on The Bachelor or being, you know, a certain way. And it was really eye-opening to me to get to know Caitlin, see how real she is, see how she has leveraged her unique talents to create her own company, her own brand, now her own wine company. It's just I'm always reminded, just think bigger, keep your eyes open, keep your mind open. And when we do that, we can learn so much from people all around us. One thing that I've learned is I'm obsessed with FabFit Fun Box. If you haven't checked it out yet, the 2019 FabFit Fun Summer Box, it's on sale now. Treat yourself with the most amazing curation of fantastic beauty products and supplies you need, like Grace and Stella's Spray All Day, the Rosé Spray. I'm obsessed with the smell. It hydrates my face. I'm literally sitting here using it right now. I'm a big scent person, so the Brazilian Foreplay Cream Gel and the Bum Bum Cream are insane. Literally, you have to get the box for nothing else. Get it for this. These are not sample sizes. They are full sizes. I also love the Ico London Black Eyeliner and the 111 Skin Mask. So if you're looking for the best beauty products out there but don't know how to find them and they're too expensive, frankly, then the FabFitFun box is for you because you're getting the best curation from the top people in beauty that know what to put together for you. Maybe you've got a, a daughter that's going to college. This is like Christmas morning when these boxes show up. You're not having to spend an arm and a leg and you're getting the absolute best beauty products that are out there. I mean, if you're like me and you like new products, you if you're a beauty and fashion junkie and if you're on the hunt for that next best thing, you've got to get the FabFitFun box because you're getting everything. If you're stumped on a gift idea for someone you love, FabFitFun is a great gift either for you, yourself, because that's creating confidence when you invest in you, invest in FabFitFun, you will not regret it, but also for someone that you love. You could surprise your mom or your sister with a summer box as a way to say thank you to someone. That actually just gave me a great idea. So it looks like I'll be ordering another box. Uh, You just really need to check it out though because you will not regret getting this. My favorite products, now I even got the burn, the resistance bands to help me work out at home when I don't have a sitter to watch my child. So there's just so many great, amazing products in this box. You will never be 
unhappy with what you unwrap and open. Literally, it's like Christmas morning. It's not samples. These are full-size products. So every box is guaranteed to have over $200 in retail value. This 2019 summer box retail value is actually between $269 and $467. It's an unbelievable value. And you can customize your box by choosing some products and add-ons that you want, or you can just be surprised, which is what I, I definitely choose. It's great for discovering new brands, and it's such a great way to shop. It's so easy. Sign up for FabFitFun today. These boxes always sell out. Use my code CONFIDENCE to get $10 off your first box. Go to FabFitFun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a life well-lived. Use promo code CONFIDENCE to get your discount $10 off. You will thank me. So again, back to Caitlin, I'm just blown away by how real and kind she is. And there was something funny that occurred we actually, I went on Caitlin's show and then Caitlin went on my show. I, I went to Nashville to meet her and she was kind enough to interview me for her show. And then you flipped the mic around and I interviewed her and she became so relaxed when she was being interviewed. And it reminded me of this one guest that I had on the show earlier. I will not say who it was. This person was so tense being interviewed that this person actually said to me, I will tell you what we are not going to speak about today, Heather, before the microphone went on. And I thought to myself, that's so weird. I like being interviewed. I find it easier to be interviewed than to be the one doing the interview because when you're doing the interview, you need to do a lot of research and usually read someone's book or you know watch videos about them and understand what's unique and relevant about them to the show. It's a lot of work. When you show up to be interviewed, you just show up as yourself. And I really saw that with Caitlin when the microphone went on the other side and I was the one doing the interviewing. She just had this sigh of relief. She really knows who she is and feels comfortable being herself and sharing that with the world. And not all people feel that way. So I thought that was so cool to witness and see. And it made me think about... I kind of feel the same way. It's it's a little more difficult when you're interviewing someone, but you want to do a really good job and you want to bring value. But when you're just being yourself, it seems a lot easier. But that really all goes back to confidence. When you are your most confident self, you can just show up as you and things become much easier because you are enough just being you. That is for sure. So I wanted to answer a couple of questions that I've received. One is from one of my listeners, someone who joins us here each week, and she is a medical device rep. So she said, Heather, I come to you needing your help with the vision of your life-size cutout in my brain. You guys all know I do send life-size cutouts of myself to different people. When I wanted to get on Steve Harvey and I wasn't hearing back, I literally sent them a life-size cutout of myself, and I got a call back that next week. So I just find that that's a, you know, that's my strategy. Do something different. Do something unique so that you can separate yourself from the crowd. Uh, so she goes on to say, I want to create that kind of memorable impression for a clinic I have continuously tried to get my foot into. I've considered personalized cookies, but I can't think of anything else. Okay. So first of all, I like to whiteboard ideas. I've always done this in business. And brainstorming is fun when you do it with others, right? Like you, you don't have to have the only great ideas. There's something to be said with collaborating and being a part of a team and brainstorming. 
there's no bad ideas, just throw them all out there. I did the same thing when I came up with a name for my book, Confidence Creator. I threw out a hundred different names and then I would just start crossing off a few a day until I, I got to my final decision. So for me, if you're looking to get into a clinic, here's what's important. And this theme is kind of sticking with me today, right? Is that it's all about the other people. So find out who that ultimate decision maker is and research them. Where did they go to college? How many kids do they have? What's meaningful and important to them? Do you notice that they have all these awards showcased when you first walk in? Okay, they like recognition. This is something important to them. How could you bring value to that? Maybe you have a media contact locally in the market and you ask them if they'd be willing to do a story on the clinic. Bring value first. Make it about them. When you do that, you will separate yourself from the crowd. You don't need to send a life-size cutout or cookies because you're showing them that you bring them value, that they're doing something positive in the community, and you want to help showcase that and highlight that for them. That would be kind of a cool way to break through the noise. If you can't get to that person, if you don't have that insight yet, maybe you can get to the gatekeeper. And so many people gloss over the gatekeeper. They don't pay attention to them. They ignore them. Find out what that person's name is. Find out what's important to that person. Find out if they have kids. Where did they go to school? Send them a DM on LinkedIn and ask for their help. Ask for their insight. You know, when you make people feel special and important, they're going to remember you. They're going to help you. And that gatekeeper can go so flipping far for you. That's the way you're going to stay in touch. That's the way you're going to learn and break through. So you don't, you know, there's one angle to go to try to go to the ultimate decision maker. There's another angle to try to go to the gatekeeper. But then there's an entire team, right, of people that work there that you can learn from. This isn't, you know, a one and done process. And it doesn't have to be the life-size cutout or the cookies. It can really be more about them. And I think that's a really interesting, smart way to break through when you've got so many different medical device reps trying to hit them. Let's develop that one-on-one connection and let's learn more about them and what's meaningful to them. I did that when I was trying to uh, break through to someone in the government. I had an idea I wanted to pitch them, and I saw that he had an Irish name. I have an Irish name. I searched Irish crests, and I sent him a picture of his Irish crest next to mine, and I wrote a really nice email about how cool it was that he and I both had these really similar crests and how our Irish heritage, et cetera, et cetera, and I heard right back from him. So sometimes it's not about doing the biggest wow moment. It's about making people feel special and unique. And I would say definitely try that route first. And if you still can't get through, let me know and we'll come up with some new ideas for you. Okay. So another question I had, uh, Heather, good morning. I always go through your posts and find it very encouraging. This is from LinkedIn. I have a question for you. How can one keep themselves positive every time in a competitive and challenging world? If you can say something on this, on your post, it would help everyone. So Here's the thing. Fire the villains, number one. First and foremost, if you have someone negative in your life, you are constantly going to feel pulled down in a very negative, draining way. And as I continue to evaluate my life and who I spend my time with, I realize that when you're around really uplifting, positive people that are working hard and growing, you feel that vibe. It motivates you. It makes you feel positive. 
we have the opportunity through social media to choose who we follow, to choose what news we want to be fed. Make it positive ones, but also evaluate your life. Who are you working with? Who do you work for? Who are you spending your personal time with? And make sure those people are positive. If they are not, you need to fire those villains to set yourself up to have that best day, best year, and best life you can have. So always fire the villains is where I start. The next thing is, you know, you can just have mantras for yourself. You can have a mantra that says, I am positive. I am grateful. I'm going to start my gratitude practice. Three things a day I'm grateful for. You know, I'm going to read my mantras every morning when I get up. I read my manifestations every morning when I get up and they put me in a great mood. You know, create that vision of the life you want to have, even if you don't have it yet, and start feeling what does it feel like to have that and start writing it down and reading it and own it and watch how things just start changing around you. You know, giving other people compliments, genuine compliments is a great way to feel positive. It makes other people feel good. They feel good being around you. You know, stepping into who you really are and taking off the mask is a huge way to feel good. It, for a long time in business, I tried to dress different. I tried to be different than who I really was. And I didn't feel so good every day. I kind of felt badly. So now when I show up as me, I feel more excited. I feel more confident, more strong and more positive. So pick really positive people to have in your life. Spend your time doing something you love. You know, spend time in your superpower. If you're an artist, do not work on Excel spreadsheets. That's a major disconnect. You're going to feel negative. Figure out what it is that you love and find time to do it, even if it's just after work for right now. But taking those small steps to do the things you love, to appreciate yourself, to be grateful, and to surround yourself with people that pick you up, those are amazing ways to feel good every day. So hopefully this podcast is one of those things that can do that for you. I hope to see you yet again next week. Every Tuesday, we've got a new show. And as always, if you can subscribe, rate, and review, I would appreciate it so much. Hoping that this was a great show for you again and keep creating your confidence. I can tell you that I'm on it too. Let's go. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Hi, I'm here to tell you about a new podcast that I am so excited about, Negotiate Your Best Life, hosted by Rebecca Zung, a part of the Yap Media Network. As a globally renowned narcissist negotiation expert and an attorney recognized by U.S. News as a best lawyer in America, Rebecca shares her invaluable insights and strategies for navigating life's toughest negotiations. By drawing from her own experiences and the wisdom of her high-profile guests, such as Bob Proctor, Mark Victor Hansen, John Gordon, and Rebecca delivers empowering advice that will inspire you to reclaim control 
of your life. Negotiate Your Best Life is all about how to negotiate your way to greatness. She provides practical guidance on how to break free from toxic relationships, stand up against injustice, and transform chaos into freedom, possibility, and purpose. Many times, the first negotiation you do is with your own in the morning. In the morning is when you wake up, and that's when Negotiate Your Best Life is time for you. It's about to find your way to greatness, conquering obstacles, and creating the life you truly deserve. Get ready to slay thrive and unlock your full potential. Don't believe me? I'm going to go ahead and share some of the reviews that are out there so you can hear and you can believe too. You have helped me so much these last few weeks. I was with a narcissist for two years. She drove me to the point I wanted to take my own life. Listening to you has made a massive difference and now I know what I'm with. Thank you, Rebecca. Now the recovery. Thank you for gifting the knowledge to believe in myself again. You have unknowingly helped me legally represent myself through criminal, federal, and civil court proceedings with a narcissist. There would be so many people around the world that you're helping without even knowing like me. You saved my life. Emma, 35 years old, Australia. If you are ready to stand up against injustice and transform the chaos in your life into freedom, possibility, and purpose, then check out Negotiate Your Best Life now. Subscribe to Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.